It's me. So admittedly, I have not been as on top of the news lately as I would prefer to be, mostly because I'm just trying to stay off Twitter, but the science geek in me eventually wins out, so I always really tend to find ways to stay on top of current events, especially as they pertain to oceans and seaside life, because, well, my life is pretty much near the sea. So I saw this headline yesterday that really, to me, demanded a deeper dive, so to speak. It appears that Hawaii is planning to ban a certain type of sunscreen because it's bad for coral. Not your great aunt coral, but rather the coral reefs. So I wanted more context about this because I feel like this was presented as being new info when my suspicion here is that probably the oceanographers of the world have been yelling about this for years. I feel like by the time this type of thing gets an NPR headline, a scientist somewhere has been incessantly bitching about it at the dinner table for years, if not decades. And lo and behold, when I went looking for other news coverage on the subject and some research, I found several articles from last summer and several summers ago. So this information may be new to me, it may be new to you, but it is not news to the world. It is definitely not news to the coral reefs of the world's oceans. Now you have probably already heard many times and from a variety of sources that the coral reefs are in danger and that they are dying in many cases, or at least not thriving. Same to be honest. And this is said to be due to a number of things, but you often hear about the phenomenon of coral bleaching. So what happens with coral bleaching is that if the water that the coral lives in warms up, the corals actually spit out all of the algae that lives in them. Now the algae and the coral go together really well. They have a symbiotic relationship. The algae gets a place to live and the coral gets food because the byproducts of the algae's photosynthesis production gives them the things that they eat, like carbohydrates. The algae colonies also are what give the coral their very vibrant colors. So when they give up the algae, they then turn white and have thus been bleached. Ideally, if the situation around them gets better in the water, in terms of the temperature and like, you know, what's in the water, if it's more hospitable again, they will reuptake the algae and survive. If they are not able to reuptake the algae, they will die because they will lose their food source and also, I'm guessing, their only friend. So anything that alters the environment, warming oceans, what have you, and make it a hostile and inhospitable environment to coral have consequences beyond just the coral and algae relationship because those sea critters are part of a much larger interconnected ecosystem. So if their relationship falls apart, well, there goes the neighborhood. Researchers have been trying to figure out basically like all the things that contribute to this problem and several studies over the last few years have specifically looked at the chemical profile of the world's ocean for clues. Now, it's no secret that humans contribute lots of shit 
that has led to pollution of the oceans. So think of things like microplastics. But some of what we leave behind may be something that we're kind of completely unaware of and doing mostly in the name of protecting ourselves at the expense of destroying the environment. And we're not trying to protect ourselves in this case from ocean threats, but rather the threat of the sun. So we have long been counseled that a day at the beach is not complete or responsible without applying and reapplying and reapplying and reapplying sunblock. Now this protection is twofold. We don't want to get a sunburn right now, but we also do not want to get skin cancer later. So sunscreen helps us to stay protected from the sun's potentially damaging UV rays with help from several chemicals. After being on the market for decades and getting FDA approval and all of that, we know that these chemicals, primarily there are two, oxybenzone and octanoxate, aren't harmful to us, but they may be harmful to the environment and they may be particularly bad for young corals. Now, the majority of sunscreens that you would buy at the store or at the pharmacy use one of these two chemicals. So to put a ban on them and successfully enforce it would be really impressive. Banning the sale in a market like Hawaii would be a pretty big blow to the industry. Hawaii's governor has stated that the ban wouldn't go into effect until 2021 and that in some circumstances, like if people have a prescription for this type of sunscreen from their doctor, they could still get it, but you wouldn't be able to just buy it over the counter. Now, it's not just the companies that make these sunscreens and consumers who are taking issue with this bill. Many healthcare professionals have expressed concerns that people may, for example, come to Hawaii on vacation, go to the beach, and then feel super hassled, and then just not wear sunscreen at all. But if we just set aside the long-term ramifications for humans for a moment, how do we even know that this stuff hurts coral? I mean, one of the reasons that you have to keep reapplying sunblock is that when you are in the water and you're romping around in the surf, it's getting washed off. Maybe that just seems like a drop in the bucket when it's just you, but when thousands of people on a crowded beach are basically bleeding sunscreen into the ocean, it adds up. The National Park Service estimates that there are around 6,000 tons of it leached into the oceans every year. And toxicity, meanwhile, in terms of what is harmful to coral, occurs at just 62 parts per trillion which is actually about the equivalent of a drop of water in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. So in other words, it doesn't take that much. Now, there was one study in 2015 that specifically looked at what these chemicals did to the coral, and they basically had like four major takeaways. It makes the corals more vulnerable to bleaching. It really screws up their DNA. It fucks with their endocrine systems, so all of the little corals grow up to be kind of weird. And if it reaches the corals when they're like babies, they actually can experience pretty severe deformities. So yeah, it's not the sole contribution to the sick coral reefs, but it's probably not helping. And it might be hastening things. If the new young coral don't even have a chance and the old coral die before getting healthy again, well, I mean, isn't that kind of how extinction works? But I hear you, I hear you. You're like, Abby, we'll all get skin cancer and die and also be extinct if we can't wear sunscreen. Okay, first of all, calm down. That's not how that works. And also that is absolutely not what is being proposed here. So just to clarify, Hawaii is only proposing a ban on a very specific type of sunscreen. Now it happens to be one that dominates the sunscreen market, but it is not the only way to protect yourself from the sun. And it's definitely not the only sunscreen 
sunscreens that are available. And in fact, it's in things other than sunscreen. So if you use lotions or makeup, like foundations that are like UV protection or like all day protection, they probably have these chemicals as well. However, there are also sunscreens or lotions or makeup that do not have the two chemicals that are implicated in damaging the coral reefs. You can get sunscreens that have zinc oxide and titanium oxide in them, which as far as we know are, again, cool for us and also totally cool for the coral reefs. Although it can make you look a little bit dweeby when you have to like go slathering it on your nose and you've got like that white splotch and it kind of makes you look like you've gone full on dads on vacation mode. <laughs> <laughs> 